This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Not treated Aaron Judge, but believes, quote, optimistically, my best guess would be that Judge could return two months from the date of injury. So that would put him early August. And Hoke uh, continues with this conversation. If Judge is unable to play by September, surgery could be considered. The recovery time would be approximately four months. So if we're talking about August 3rd, by the time Aaron Judge comes back, if, and that's, I would think, the, the optimistic, right? You're not going to expect him back before August. If that's the timeline, well, then I know what my timeline is going to be. We're going to see if we can hang in there and hold firm on where we're at right now and keep our heads above water in the playoff race. But if we start to fall out of it, as it would seem like this lineup, given what they've been able to put up here, that's a distinct possibility. Then the Yankees should take a page out of their recent history of 2016 and be sellers rather than buyers at the trade deadline. And kind of because here's the thing, even if Aaron Judge does come back and is great and sensational, they're not a good enough team with Aaron Judge to get to what the goal is supposed to be, which is a World Series. This team, this roster, this lineup is bad. I've been telling you since the beginning of the season. Now, it was nice when you had Judge to kind of cover up a lot of the ills. That was great. But now that he has gone for the foreseeable future, and, and let's be honest, the, the optimistic timeline is August 3rd. How often does that happen where it goes according to plan? Not very often. So if that's the case, yes, the Yankees should absolutely be uh, sellers at the trade deadline rather than buyers. Now, we've talked a lot about the Yankees' problems, and they've had a lot of them, especially now without Aaron Judge. The Mets, on the other hand, they have figured out a way to be even worse, which is almost hard to believe. On a nightly basis, the Mets are a baseball nightmare. They say that genius is not appreciated in its time. Ineptitude at this level should be seen the same way. For an organization that has already had one book written about them, the worst team that money could buy, this is the sequel. It's almost like uh, uh, James Cameron should stop making all those avatars and, and make a Titanic 2 after the week that we've just had. The Mets, they are somehow coming up with a sequel for the worst team that money could buy on a nightly basis. It is astounding. Because generally in life, when you think things are going this bad, there's usually a turnaround. There's usually a point where you hit rock bottom and you get a little bit of a bounce going back up the other direction. That's not the New York Mets. They somehow, against all odds, find a new rock bottom on a regular basis. The ineptitude is in every facet of the team. The fact that the Mets spent by far the most money in baseball and have the widest gap from one to two in, a, in the history of the sport, and that you have this many playoff teams, and yet you are still essentially done even before you get to the halfway point, it is kind of hard to fathom. And it's every facet of the team. The pitching, the offense, one night it's the defense, it can be the base running, it's everything. 
to think that a team can be this bad in as many areas, and it just seems like everybody's just going to go down with the ship. Manager's job is safe. GM's job is safe. Ah, we'll, we'll get to it. They've lost 14 of 18. Every time you think it can't get worse, they somehow figure out a way to get, make it worse. And now the one team that over the last couple of years they've, they've been able to beat consistently, the Phillies, they can't even beat them. And, and everybody will have their individual points where this, they knew the season was sunk. Maybe it's right now where they've lost 14 of 18, have made 17 errors in their last 16 games. At a time where baseball, it seems like errors are now obsolete. On a regular basis, you will see plays. You're like, well, that's an error. And they rule it a hit or they rule it something else. What? That's, that's always been an error. Yet the Mets still have been able to overcome that to make 17 errors in their last 16 games. And the season is all but over. To get to like, what would be, you figure, if you're going to make a wild card, you have to get to like 87 wins. I think the Mets would have to go 53 and 34. And to be honest, it seems like getting back to 500 would be a reach. Like, if I gave you money right now and I had, you had to bet on the Mets getting back to 500, would you feel, you have your nest egg. How much of your nest egg are you putting on the Mets getting back to 500 at any point this year? I don't think it's much. I don't think it's a lot. So for me, the Mets, to me, the season is almost all but over. Unless they wake up here in the next week, it seems like the season is kind of suck. You would, if there was going to be a bounce back, you would think it would have happened by now. So the two major problems that I think the Mets have is if you're going to be sellers at the trade deadline, what do you have to sell really? Again, there are pieces on your team that are valuable, but you're not going to sell those. You're not going to get rid of a Pete Alonso or a Francisco Lindor. And the other pieces, which you're making a lot of money, unless you're just swallowing the money, which with Steve Cohen, I guess, is a possibility. You really need those guys to play better, the Verlanders and the Scherzers of the world, just to get out from under their contracts. You would need them to pitch consistently for a good stretch of time before anybody, I think, would be willing to take them on. And even then... You'd have to eat a lot of, if not all of their contracts. The Mets don't really have a lot of pieces to sell off, mainly because they've spent their money so poorly the last couple of years. Like on on a normal basis, you might say a player like a Starling Marte might have some value, even though he's going through a down year. He signed at $20 million for the next two years. Now, again, Steve Cohen might say, I'll take up all the money uh, to, to just get rid of him and maybe get a prospect back. But it's not a great situation to find yourself in that you don't have even enough real pieces that you can get something back big, even if you were to be sellers at the trade deadline. The other part of it, that's the first part. The second part, which is really the bigger part, do you really want Billy Epler doing the selling? Given with what he has bought for you already, given the moves that he has made already, it feels like a situation. No, 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 no. You've done enough. You've done enough. We're good. We're good. No, 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 no. Put the pen down, Billy. We're good. Put the phone down. We don't need you to make any more calls. But as of right now, he's still the GM. So if you're going to be sellers at the trade deadline, I would think he's going to be the guy doing the selling. So to think that you have the greatest advantage you really can have, which is money, unlimited money, it seems like, they have flushed that down the toilet. And to think that there's really a a bounce back there where, um, again, 
what are what are the Mets selling off of the trade deadline that is all that appealing where you would be able to think, all right, we'll take this and take that and get rid of that, bring this in, and then next year we'll have kind of a fresh start. doesn't seem that way. The one good thing is, though, you'd have to say our summer of listening to Met trades for uh, Shohei Otani, I think that, that ship has sailed. I don't think we have to worry about hearing trade deadline deals uh, about Shohei Otani going to the New York Mets. So, look, with every cloud, there is a silver lining. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go back to the phones. Go out to Ken in Queens. Ken, on the Gordon Damon Show. Yeah, how you doing, Gordon? First hey, of Ken. all, as far as the Mets go, there's no run in this team that's going to happen, and they insult my intelligence by calling up Danny Medwick? What are you, kidding me? You've got to be kidding me with the Mauricios and the Vientos and the Miners, and you're calling up a utility Danny Medwick? They all got to go from Buck to Billy Ebler. They got a clean house. These guys all got to go because there's no run in this team. It's over, and it's going to take them a while till they are able to be a team or be the team like the Atlanta Braves in their own division. Yeah, Ken, I hear you. Uh, I hear your frustration, and thanks for the phone call. Um, it's hard to kind of disagree. And at this point, it's you can't even look at the Braves. The Braves are the model of Major League Baseball at this point, either them or the Astros. Those teams are the – are uh, they're up on a on a different level. You'd like to get to there someday, but uh, it's not going to be this year for sure. Uh, I would think that at least the thing you have is that Steve Cohen is still going to be the owner and he's still going to be able to spend a lot of money. And when he eventually goes and looks for someone else to pay to be in the position to to direct the organization, he almost certainly has to find someone better than Billy Epler. Now, the fact that he thought Billy Epler was the guy makes you question his judgment a little bit because it's been that bad, especially this year. But you have to hope that the next guy he gets is a whole lot better than what you got now. And I would think it's safe to say that it, chances are it's pretty good. Pretty good that the next guy you get is going to be better than this. you got to hope so. Uh, Tommy is in the Bronx. Tommy, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. The Mets are about 20 plays away from winning the whole thing. <laughs> is that uh, it? Uh, just 20. All right, good. Yeah, but it's the nice thing to have is, a, a round number. Right. I mean, we know money can't buy you love. I mean, the Mets fans were haranguing the Yankee fans for the last 50 years because George was spending money and then Hal and Hank. But the thing is, you got to look at really sometimes you got to look at the whole, the whole thing, the whole enchilada, whatever you want to say. The Braves did it 10 years ago. They were having trouble with the farm system. They cleaned the whole joint out, brought in new scouts, new players. It was signed, everything, and they rebuilt it. And now they were able to bring up players. And the Astros, uh, listen, no matter what you say about them, they've been able to replace players. They've been losing players in the last several years, too, but they replaced them with other guys who are good major league players. You have to find good major league players who can play on the major league level, and that can only be doing, done through the scouting thing. We, we always talk about the, the big names. We know all the names, you know, the whole litany of names we talk about with the Mets and Yanks, but we, we don't know who the scouts are in anything. I mean, who's the scouts? Is it nepotism? Is it their drinking buddies or their friends in them? So we don't know who these guys are who sign them. I don't think they really have talented people at that level. That's the entry level to the uh, – that's the golden key to get into Major League Baseball for a kid who's 18 in high school or – 
21-22 in college. So I would really blame the scouting system. Um, I think also the owner, like Stevie Cohen, I mean, he said, I want to win the championship in five years. I mean, I would hope he was he was just doing that as a rallying cry because baseball is too unpredictable. It's not a business model where you can just come in and make that statement. But the thing is, if you don't have good players, a lot of good players on your roster, you're going to have a lot of troubles. We see other teams who work just the opposite direction. Tampa Bay doesn't sign any of their star players. They keep bringing up players who can play on the major league level. That has to be the scouting system, and it has to be a system where people who are really good at the dump. If you have nepotism in there in the scouting department, drinking buddies, guys who are friends and stuff, you're not going to really have scouts. I mean, what is a scout? Is he a guy who just sits behind home plate in a college game with a Looks like a hairdryer, but it's a, it's called a jugs gun or a radar gun. He's that, is he really a scout? Could he really evaluate that kid? Those are the best scouts, and those are the guys who will get you. The owner can be bamboozled too by the by manager and the general manager. You know, he just wants to hang around, so he wants to sign as many plays as he can. I mean, there's nobody out in baseball who's going to sign V. Land or a Mad Max for forty million dollars a year. They, wait, they pay wait, they pay double of what those guys were really worth at that age and this stage in their careers. So um, I, I really hate to say it, but by the way, Gordon, did Richard from Manhattan call in yet? No, he has not. Not on this show. Not. That guy's a great call. He really is. A, I hate he's when he's on hold, though. Sh- I think. Yes, he's he on, is hold. on hold. Yes. I hate when people shortchange this guy. This guy is a wealth of knowledge. He comes across as a good guy on the air and everything. I hate when the hosts hang up on him or you know they say something well, about well, him. I mean, Tommy, and I appreciate your phone call. You know, if we let Richard go on for as long as Richard has things to talk about, sometimes the show would be over. So he's, 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 I always try to give him as much room as possible to operate, and it is, uh, it is a path. It, is, it, it has many twists and turns, that conversation sometimes. I don't know what uh, he was getting at with the drinking buddies and all that type of stuff. I, I think we know. Who, you can find out who the Mets scouts are. They're, they're, they're published somewhere, I'm sure, in their front office directory or something like that. The problem is, is the Mets have people running the show that have not done a very good job. And you would still have to say, like, when you take a look at the Yankee lineup, we're just solely limiting to the lineup. You take a look at the Yankee lineup, you can tell right away it's a bad lineup. It's terrible. They don't have professional major leaguers. There aren't enough of them in that lineup on a regular basis. Now, part of that is the injury to judge. And when, when Bader was out, okay, fine. But even then, they, it's not a great lineup. It was not a good lineup last year. They didn't make any improvements in the offseason. So this is what you got. The Mets, though, you take a look at the Mets and the talent they have on the team, it's kind of – now, maybe the guys are just not good anymore, but you'd have to say they have not gotten the most out of the talent that they have. They do have talent. On a regular basis, the Mets lineup has professional hitters. You might complain about uh, Canna or or Pham or Vogelbach. They are professional hitters. Now, maybe they don't have the, the, the right roles. Maybe they should be limited a little bit. But they have professional hitters in their lineup on a regular basis, and yet the offense is not consistent. They have people in the rotation, Scherzer and Verlander, who have reputations, but they've just not lived up to expectations. So I, I do think that it's a different set of circumstances where the Mets, they have the talent there. I question whether or not the Yankees have enough talent in the lineup to begin with. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. one 800 919 Seven six coming up. More your phone calls as we take you up till six thirty. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is ninety eight point seven FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show. 
on 98.7 ESPN. Upward and onward. The Yankees, they're still scoreless against the uh, Texas Rangers. Still looking uh, for their first hit. Game just got underway. That might still be the case in an hour from now, but at least right now the game just got underway. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. The former, uh, the, the, the already mentioned, Richard in Manhattan. Richard, what's going on, my friend? Oh, hi, Gordon. Oh, I think his name was Tommy. He gave me a nice yes. introduction. Very uh, nice. Listen, the Yankees mm-hmm. had a player. Bobby Abreu. The Mets yes. had a player. Kevin McReynolds. What were they known for? Never Being go near the outfield world. Yep. Right? So yep. why don't they do a commercial? That'd be great. And they'd be standing there saying, ha, 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 we didn't, we didn't injure our feet going banging into walls. So I don't know what that would be an ad for, but okay, I got you. Yeah, I something. Yes. We'd we, we think something up. Listen, the, what's bad about the Yankees are they're unwatchable. This reminds me of the 2006 Knicks and the 2016 Knicks. You got Steinbrenner as Dolan. You got Aaron Boone acting as Larry Brown and Derek Fisher. Donaldson is acting as Eddie Curry. Uh, Stanton is acting as Stevie Francis. All right? You got Cashman acting as Phil, uh, Phil Jackson. This is a joke. This is a stinking joke. They're unwatchable. I don't think they're going to be able to sell off pieces because more than anything, the Yankees have to be the team in New York to watch. You want to go to the games. I know what they did in 2016. That was sort of a little different because we knew A-Rod was on his last legs there. So that was like a concession. Look, we can't do anything else. We did all we wanted. We could with A-Rod, and that's it. All right. Now, here's what I got a few more things. All right. I'll just before you go on to the next thing, yeah. I'll just say that this year, though, it doesn't look like Judge is coming back anytime soon, and that will be the excuse. We lost Judge, if not for the entire season. Fans for a will good not part go to the it. game. They will not go to the game and invest any money if you don't have. I mean, maybe because it's Yankee Stadium and a tourist will come. Who the heck is going to waste their time watching an unwatchable? Well, you know what? The thing with fandom, though, is that it takes a while for it to turn, but then when it turns, it takes a while for it to turn back the other way. You take a look at where the Yankees were. Even when they were having their championship runs, they didn't draw as many fans as they've drawn during this stretch where they have not won a World Series. So I think they still have some carryover for the rest of this year and into next year. But you're right. Eventually, it's going to turn the other Gordon, way. Gordon, I think they're things. coming for Aaron Judge. Honestly, I think Aaron Judge is uh, yeah, the Yeah, probably. Show. Sure. Uh, I mean, all right. But yesterday, people aren't buying tickets seen, that day. Please. Yesterday insulted my intelligence. Did you ever hear of a guy that was 3 for 42 in his last 42 at-bats? <laughs> 3 for 42, pinch hitting for a 320 batter. And then they're going to tell you they have analytics. Now, I'm going to get back to analytics now. Okay, they're going to tell you about analytics. And and they'll, and on the radio station, I'll hear, oh, it's analytic, it's analytic. Oh, he plays 15 more games because he bats second instead of that. That's all. They're all poisoning your mind. This is ridiculous. Now, they interview Boney after the game, and he says, I feel sorry for him. He's having a tough time. I feel bad. He's making $25 million a year, Aaron. What do you feel sorry for? All right. Now, what IKF, that hit the cake. He steals second. He gets into second. What's the natural inclination for any ball player? You stand on that base. Right. You fight like hell. I'm safe. I don't care if you're out by eight feet. You're on the base, and you stay there until the umpire comes in your face and tells you to get off. You stay there on fire. He just, oh, I'm out. I'm out. I walk. I've never seen anything like that walk halfway. Never. All right. Now, let me give you something. Now, I'm going to sound like a smart aleck, but I'm not. I'm going to sound sarcastic, but I'm not. You're throwing analytics at me all the time. 
when you consider Aaron Judge is six foot seven, two eighty five, he's got more body mass. There's more places on his body that can easily get injured than a six foot guy that's 185, 190 pounds. That's just the law of inertia, law of physics, the law of anything you want to say. He's a big guy. Unfortunately, he'll get hit by the pitch because he's bigger. He's a bigger man on the top. Now, if you said analytically, does that make sense that he signed for 300? God bless him. He should sign for every penny he can get. But don't throw me analytics because when it comes to analytics, that made no sense for them to give him all that money for that because he's injury prone and not because of who he is he's a great ball player he's worth every penny he can get but if you're going to throw analytics at me oh he should be batting second instead of third bah, bah, bah. the pitchers go one inning instead don't give me that because analytically if you analyzed it look what the Mets did with the Grom that was analytics they knew a guy could not throw that kind of pitch that far and that more that you know so I give him credit for letting go I'm not saying the Yankees should have because he's their main drawing card. Yeah, no, you, you just said it a second ago. He's the, the he's the drawing play. card. But of course, but at, you know this guy's going to get injured, unfortunately. Yeah. His body mass is just too big. There's yeah. more of him to get hurt than a small guy is. That's all I can say. Gordon, always a pleasure. All right, Thank, Richard, you. thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but you even said it yourself. If you're the New York Yankees, you cannot allow the best prospect you've had since Derek Jeter just walk out the door when all you have to do to keep him is money. Now, is it unfortunate that he gets hurt? Absolutely. But you just kind of have to deal with that. And, yes, the, the decision – uh, last night to pinch hit uh, Donaldson for uh, Billy McCann. I mean, uh, w- what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, it's It kind of gets back to what I said before. You can't really trust their judgment on a lot of these things. It doesn't. It defies logic that you would have Josh Donaldson be given these many opportunities, this much time. It's it's If it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. It has not happened you have to admit your mistake. They don't admit mistakes. They just double down on the mistakes until there's nothing left for them to do but admit the mistake. Uh, Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on, my friend? Well, good to hear you. I ran into Glass now in Fairbanks this morning. You know, the uh, Tampa Bay play. Yeah, sure. St. Yeah, right here. So I ran into them. I look like I have two power forwards on Gonzaga. Right. <laughs> Yeah, big dudes, man, and very, very nice, and uh, it couldn't have been nicer. Is he a baseball fan? I said, I'm a Yankee fan. I said, oh, nice talking to you. <laughs> I got a good laugh about right. that. So uh, I said, don't worry, you're kicking our ass this year. I said, yeah, well, it's, it's fun. We have a good time. You go to games, you know, that kind of stuff. I said, no, not really at this point, but uh, I've won a couple of times. It's the ballpark's not as bad as it looks on TV, trust me. And it's temperature control. So I wanted to say something. Have the, has Brett Gardner been approached by the Mets? By the Mets or by the Yankees? No, by the Mets. That's just how desperate they are. Listen, the Mets are... I wouldn't doubt the Yankees go down that road. He'd be better than some of the things I've seen. I don't think he's retired yet either. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think he is by now. Yeah, he is. I'll tell you, though, I feel bad for, for your partner at night. My best friend's a diehard Mets fan. It's tough to watch. The Yankees are tough to watch, too. But uh, the, the way they're playing this thing with Judge Richard makes a great point. Uh, he usually does. It's a great, great point. There's more body mass, and you never know what you're getting. And uh, But they're tough to watch. Baseball could be over here very early this year, Gordon. And one last thing. i got got to comment on the NBA draft because I love talking hoops with you guys. 
I read that uh, when Bayana is getting, averaging 11 hours sleep a night and uh, he's stretching like Ichiro, they do they do great profiles on these things on the draft night. There's not much else to watch when the Knicks don't have any pick. But I don't know with the size of this guy if he could stay healthy with the feet and all. But uh, you got it for a 19-year-old kid. I don't know how you felt or how much you really took in of him, but he seemed extremely mature and bright. Uh, but he only played in, in uh, France in the leagues, and he played less than half of his games. Yeah, I, I don't know, Spike. I've seen some of them, and, and thanks for the phone call. Look, all the, the scouting reports are the same, so it's kind of hard for, for uh, somebody who's just watching him on YouTube and watching clips to say, that it's a mistake or he's not going to live up to these expectations. It's just that his size, he's going to have to, you would think, put on some weight. And you've just seen guys that size, they have trouble doing it and, and trouble, trouble staying healthy. Now, he's a better prospect than uh, Porzingis was, but it's a lot of the same things where you're watching him run. You're just kind of holding your breath the entire time. Now, I do think he went to a really good organization that will handle it the right way. But uh, if, if it were my team that had the number one pick, you, you'd be excited because he is supposed to be this unbelievable prospect. But I've been on record as saying if this guy turns out to be everything they're saying he is, which is the face of the NBA, I, I'd be surprised at that size. I really would. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls. And uh, we'll have one, I have one other point on the Yankees to make. There is a person within the Yankees organization that should immediately – Ask for a trade. I'll tell you who it is coming up. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. The uh, Texas Rangers still scoreless in the second. Yankees still looking for their first hit. Anthony Rizzo just a moment ago went down after falling, fouling a ball off his leg. He was able to stay in the game, but I notice right now behind the plate they are uh, promoting a fireworks night for the Yankees, which might be the next time you see any fireworks. Oh, look at that, Giancarlo Stanton with a base hit. I'm sure this is going to open up uh, a bevy of things. He's, he's, pra- he's like praising the skies, saying thank you to the heavens after getting a base hit. Thank, thank the Lord. It is truly thank the Lord time in the Bronx. So there are Yankees do have a hit. They will not be no hit. To, are we still running that that program that uh, you can pick the no hitter? Are we still doing that, Jim, uh, like the K show and stuff? We are. Uh, Dan Gross, the great Dan Gross, uh, ran it by us uh, this morning. Today, that, yeah. That whoever uh, I forgot the the person's name, but he did pick uh, the Yankees essentially to, to throw uh, a no hitter. Yeah. Okay. Has anybody decided to pick against the Yankees so far? Can you do that? Can you pick against the Yankees? Can you go with the opposing team to the Yankees? Or does it have to be either the Yankees or the Mets? I don't think so. I don't think that's allowed. Um, uh-huh. Interesting. We keep it local just for uh-huh. the, the spirit gotcha. of the competition. But I got you. I would not be opposed if in, like, I don't know, in a meeting, uh, in, I guess, before the All-Star break, uh, to say, hey, let's just go with whoever is playing the Yankees. Sure. Yeah, because it, it, it might be like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, Harvey's not seen the movie, but The Running Man, where they finally decide to bet on Ben Richards to, to, to win instead of betting on the, I don't remember what they call them, the Terminator. They're not Terminators, but whatever, the, 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 the guys on the show that are in charge of chasing the people. The running finally, man. somebody comes up with the bright idea to bet on Ben Richards. 
The Running Man, 1987. Yeah, the running man. Richard Dawson, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all great. It was a, really, it was a, it was a Richard Dawson vehicle. Great. Let me add this to the list now. Is there, is there anything happening with this list? I keep giving you all these great movies to watch, and uh, it doesn't feel like there's ever any movies that come off the list. Is this just like an imaginary list that you just tell me that you're going to watch just mm-hmm. to keep me quiet? No, I watched. Um, great. Uh, the Untouchables the other the other day. I told that you that was like that. a week and a half ago. What's going on here? I'm sorry. There's sports going on here. I gotta do your show, which is uh, becoming a bit more. Well, uh, well listen to the listen to the aggravation. I gotta do your show. Very. Uh, don't like the sound of that. Well, look. I mean, I gotta do what I gotta do. But I there's only grudgingly 20- have to do your show. There's only 24 hours Hurtful. in a day, my friend. Yeah, two of them you can throw on a movie. They gave you a victory. It was about soccer. They actually, it was such a good movie. They actually made soccer entertaining. Come on. I'm giving you all these suggestions, and you can't do anything. The Yankees are a waste of their one base runner, so it's still scoreless in the Bronx. Mets, two, Mets have taken the one nothing lead, and then they just got another run. Look at that. They're rolling, people. They're rolling. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's roll uh, back to the phones. We'll go to Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, what's going on, my friend? Hey, good afternoon, GD, and what a tough act to follow, following up with Richard and Spike. (laughs) There you go. Um, It's like murderers row. Yeah, shout shout out to the company. So I wanted to, you know, uh, Richard kind of stole my thunder because I I, I was at the game, Gordon, as you know, I tweeted you guys, and it was just, it it was unfathomable to watch because he's totally right. This is an unwatchable team. Like, there's no other way to explain it. Like, I've never seen a team where it actually looked like, like I, it, 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 I think John Smoke was right on the Michael K show, where, where, where it is like that Barry Bonds effect, where I've never seen a team look actually competitive and could actually make the playoffs and be dangerous and do something with one player. And then when he's not in the lineup, it just looks so horrendous. It's not even worth even mentioning, and I don't know where else they can go with this. And with the fact that, like, let's be real, we we, we knew that this was a torn ligament inside of his toe for a while now. Like, for all this delay, all this, you know, uh, stammering, it was definitely to keep, you know, people to keep coming to the ballpark. But whenever you still are feeling pain, there's something, usually there's something going on inside. And I don't know, like, what else is there to do? They don't have the pieces like they had in 2016 where you can give off, you know, your your closers and give off other people, give off, you know, other um, utility guys to, to get pieces back. I don't see this see this on this roster who's going to take that Staten contract oh no look there there are certain contracts (laughs) I mean there's certain contracts you're not going to be able to move I will grant you that Jose thanks for the phone call but there's there's pieces on this team if you if you decided to do a reset at the trade deadline this year uh there would be pieces. Uh, you you could get something for Glaber Torres if Anthony Rizzo is is snapped out of his funk by then he's a bat that people would be interested in or Luis Severino or a couple of relievers or or different pieces. Now, are, can you move everything? No, of course not. You, but you wouldn't want to move everything. Uh, and there's certain pieces that you would love to move and you're not going to be able to. And that Stanton contract, I mean, I got uh, criticized at the time for saying hard pass when they made that deal. That, that I did not think that that was the right way to go. Uh, but now you've started to see, and, and you've seen for a while, with just his inability to stay healthy. And you have to hope that, 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 that his next hot streak is around the corner. 
Because the longer this goes, after the season that he had last year, you have to start to wonder, has Stanton started to hit the decline phase of his career? Now, it would be maybe a little bit early, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that early. Muscle bound guys who are big power guys, the power will remain, but can the consistency remain? And last year was the worst year of his career offensively, and now this year it has it has hit another uh, another level lower. Uh, he has just not been the same guy. Now maybe he's hurt again, and maybe because Judge is out, he's trying to kind of tough through it. And maybe that's why he struggled the way he has. You have to hope so. Because if this is what it looks like, he would have to get insanely hot to just kind of get back up to league average at this point. Coming into today, 183, 241, and most troublesome, a slugging percentage under 400. That is troublesome. After a year last year, again, worst year of his career, really. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more your phone calls. Oh, and I forgot, the guy in the Yankees, within the Yankees organization, who should be really thinking about requesting a trade. I'll give you that name coming up next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.